It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour here on Thursday. And uh, of course, tomorrow we're going to be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Moret, as we are each and every Friday. And joining her tomorrow will be Councilor at Large Brian Gomes. Uh, just a heads up, though, that we will not have Council President Morad on the following Friday on the 25th uh, because I'm going to be out. I'm going to be in Michigan for the Michigan Paracon. Uh, Jack Splain will be in filling, for, filling in for me that day. So you'll get a chance to, to talk with Jack. Always great shows. When Jack fills in, some would say even better than when I'm here. So, uh, and I look forward to listening to that from Michigan because I'm presenting at 9 a.m. on Friday morning. So I will be up bright and early and I'll be listening to, to Jack while I'm uh, getting ready and finalizing my presentation and all of that. Although I've got it pretty well set. I'm going to be talking about the Bridgewater Triangle and bringing it to the Michigan Paracon audience. So 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in on, we've been talking about a number of things today, including that interview we just had with Joe Pereira, the owner of the Miss Lizzie's Coffee in Fall River. And he talked with us about the controversy with the owner of the Lizzie Borden house, Lance Zoll, uh, who is saying that they are using his intellectual property by utilizing the Lizzie name, and by utilizing the hatchet logo that is on their sign. Uh, but it's not the same hatchet that they use. And it's just Miss Lizzie's Cafe. And I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a dubious request. And I would understand if, you know, the owner of the Lizzie Borden house said, I think this might be a, a violation of my trademark and might create market confusion, and I'm going to try and see what happens legally and takes it to court and sees what happens. I don't think that it would go anywhere, but again, I'm not a lawyer. The other part of it is, you know, that would be the kind of the rational way to do it. Instead, he's going on Fall River Reporter and commenting on every comment there and uh, attacking the people who are saying anything negative about him and really just making himself look foolish. And the downside of that is you've already lost now in the court of public opinion. If you go to the Fall River Reporter page, which, you know, normally I wouldn't be telling you, hey, go check out this competitor's Facebook page, but go ahead, go do it and see for yourself. And you'll see, like, nobody is on his side. And people who were on his side are jumping off of it because he's just, it's not a good look. If you own a business, let me just tell you, it is never a good look as the owner of a business to just jump in to the comment section and start calling people names and, and attacking people. And uh, it's just, it's never worked out. It happens a lot with restaurant owners. It never works out. Uh, thanks to our friend Anthony over at Southeastern Mass Alerts. Want to let you know there's a rollover on 24 northbound near Route 139 in Stoughton, a serious crash. So be aware of that if you are heading in that direction. Um, of course, we hope that everybody is okay. But that is a, you know,
know, all of Route 24, but especially in that area, is a very dangerous place this, this time of morning. 508-996-0500. There's, a, some, there's another story I wanted to bring to your attention. And this is from the, the WCVB website, Channel 5's website. Christmas tree shops, store closing sales missed the target by $14 million, according to their attorney. So uh, let me just read you this very quickly. An attorney representing Christmas tree shops said the Massachusetts-based retailer's going out of business sale fell $14 million short of its revenue goal during a federal bankruptcy court hearing on Wednesday. So the attorney for the bankruptcy lender and store liquidator Hilco Global argued that Christmas tree shops management exceeded its loan budget and told employees they would receive bonuses that Hilco never agreed to fund. So they're telling the employees, according to this lawyer, that you will get a bonus. Meanwhile, they were having trouble even getting their employees paid. It says, uh, Judge Thomas Horan convinced the two sides to reach a partial deal on employee wages in which Hillcall affiliate Restore Capital agreed to pay $1.17 million to store-level employees who worked during the company's store closing sales. So they, they weren't going to have the money to pay or they weren't going to pay the money to pay the people. The judge had to order them to do so. Hillco's attorney said that the lender should not pay more than it budgeted in the bankruptcy loan, saying that it did not trust the Christmas tree shop's calculation of employee wages. Haran, however, threatened to withhold fees from bankruptcy lawyers and professionals if any low-level CTS employees did not get paid. So the judge had to basically say, hey, if they don't get paid, you're not getting paid. And all of a sudden, they were able to sit down and, and reach an agreement. But what a horrible end to the Christmas tree shop saga. That, first of all, falling short of your revenue projection in a liquidation sale... I'm sure that that happens frequently because you just have an end date. They had an end date of August 12th. They had to get everything out and you're just trying to get product out at that point. And you're probably selling it to, you know, big lots, job lot, places like that. And you're just negotiating with them for what they'll pay for it. So, yeah, you're going to fall short. But to, to have whether or not the employees would get paid for the time that they worked as part of that liquidation sale be in question. Come on. Hey, you're going to lose your job. Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, yeah, and we, we can't pay you for the time that you're going to finish up working either. So I'm glad that they were able to work something out. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. You know, um, it's interesting about this uh, Lizzie Borden discussion uh, uh, and, and the um, intellectual property. And so what does he have for intellectual property? It might be a copyright, for instance, right? So... It, whatever he's doing in his, you know, whatever business he's in uh, protects him that no one else can do the same business. So if he doesn't have a coffee house, you know, a full-blown coffee house in the Lizzie Borden house or whatever he's doing, and this other person starts Lizzie's Coffee, um, the judge is going to sit there and go, well, look, the copyright is to protect you from someone taking something from you that you've or you've, you're trying to protect. So you know, he's probably not going to get very far with it. The number one is like patents and copyrights are only as good after they've been through court that, you know, like you have them as protection, 
but they don't actually work until you go through court and you get a judgment on them, and right, then they become ironclad. Yeah, when they've been uh, battle-tested, yeah. Exactly. Um, so my guess is, unless he went and spent a lot of money and had Lizzie Borden copyrighted across all sorts of categories, like you can't make a Lizzie Borden car, you can't make a Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie Borden whatever, um, and I am guarantee he didn't, um, then it comes down to, like, how, you know, how tangible is, is his copyright and what is it protecting? And is it protecting from someone opening a coffee house that has nothing to do with him um, and it doesn't take any money out of his pocket? He's probably going to lose the case. And, um, and, and, and part of his argument is that he sells Lizzie Borden branded coffee from his coffee shop because he also owns a coffee production company. So that's part of his argument and that he had plans to offer coffee to his guests for sale in the building. Well, in that case, it just sounds to me like you got beat out because you didn't you didn't follow through on those plans yet. Somebody else did it first. There's there's no yeah. protection for that. Yes, yeah, so I didn't hear everything, but so if he has the original copyright owner has a coffee shop or whatever or he's selling coffee, they he could say that that is taking money out of his pocket. Um, well, it's just again, it's just the product. It's just the coffee that he sells in the gift shop. So it's no, I, I guess bagged it, coffee. And, and chances are he's not actually bringing beans in and bagging them. He's just it's just a remarketing from some other place. Um, it's just another you know thing that he's selling along with T-shirts and whatever. Chances are he's not you know it's not going to hold up. And especially a lot of people get copyrights, but they don't. Again, they don't go to all categories. Like you know, again the, the Lizzie Borden car. You have to go and say no one could build a Lizzie Borden car uh, because it's it's my copyright. Um, you know, and I guarantee he didn't go that far. So anyway. And and I don't even think he went that far anyway. I think he inherited the copyright when he purchased it. And I don't know if that's transferable. Um, You can, you know, you can sell, you know, that's one of the things when you buy companies is you look for um, patents. Um, that That's pretty tangible um, um, goods, you know, as long as the patents are still in effect and you got a product that the patents are backing the same with copyrights. But um, See, maybe, you know, that's the, transferable. The way it was explained to me is that what they had the copyright for, the previous owners, was the Lizzie Borden Museum. And apparently for the, the obviously, the, the, uh, the logo and the style of lettering that they used. Uh, that, that's, any business is going to do that. They're going to want to proprietize yeah. their, their logo. That's so brand. Yeah, and so this was that's the the this came up before because in Salem somebody tried to start a Lizzie Borden museum, and they sued and they were able to get that museum to have to change its name because they were already operating as a Lizzie Borden museum. That's an apples to apples thing. So I understand why that happened. It's not it's not you know um, you know bed and breakfast versus coffee shop. Yeah, it's sort of like the Maz Donut thing um, that was going on between what is it, Portsmouth, Rhode Island, and New Bedford. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's sort of dumb because they just they operate in such a small sphere. Nobody's going to know. Like you go to Europe and say Lizzie Borden, and most people go, "Who?" You know, they don't. You know, it's so. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to win this, but um, as long as the logos are very are different enough, I don't. You know, er, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, we'll 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 see where it goes. I, I think it'll yeah. just be a lot of bluster and probably won't get much further than that. Yep. Good luck in Michigan. Thank you so much. All right, and have a good day. Anybody else that wants to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. And this is a story that I think, you know, you have to look at the bigger picture here. You've got something now where I don't want to bash Fall River, okay? I know that it's, it's kind of trendy to do so in New Bedford to trash Fall River, right? 
Um, I don't want to trash Fall River, even though I do think there's a lot of things we could point out about Fall River. No, seriously, though. I don't want to trash Fall River. But when you come in as a Borden-interested person, when you come into the city because you are interested in the Borden case, and it could be because of the ghosts, it could be because of the history, the true crime aspect of it. There's a lot of reasons why people come and are interested in that. You come into town, and you can stay in the house or take a tour of the house. You can visit the historical society, and that's pretty much it. You know, the Abbey Grill is closed, although I think I saw they're doing something else over there. Um, and there's not a lot of other, like, Lizzie Borden-related places to do, to do things. This would have been a, this is a chance for people to come in and just do one more thing. To just come in and grab a coffee on their way out from visiting the house. Nobody's going to go to Miss Lizzie's Cafe that was going to go to the Borden house and say, ah, you know what? Never mind. I had my Lizzie Borden experience. I sat in the coffee shop. That's enough. And I honestly think anybody that's, you know, I don't think he was planning on opening up a coffee shop that was open to the public because he's not, he's not licensed for that. Where were they going to sit? So if you, if, if you're only planning to sell coffee to the people who are staying in the house, which is like 20 people at a time, 25 people, I think is the maximum occupancy. So if that's the case, those people are still going to get coffee from you. Maybe one or two wander over to the coffee shop and go there instead. But if I'm staying in a bed and breakfast type place, I know it's not a bed and breakfast anymore, but if I'm staying there, I'm just going to go downstairs and have coffee. And by the way, you're charging people like 400 bucks a night to stay there. They come down in the morning looking for a cup of coffee and you're like, yeah, here you go. You know, six bucks. You deserve to have them walk and go next door instead. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that. I am going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. getting some app chat messages regarding this and you can send those in at WBSM's app. If you haven't downloaded already, go ahead and do that. Also, if you've missed the announcement earlier on the app and on the website, there's a chance to enter to win tickets to see Sam Hunt. He's coming to uh, MGM Grand, uh, MGM Music Hall at Fenway 
coming up on August 26th. It is a Saturday night, a great night to go out and see a show. If you love country music and if you love Sam Hunt, you can enter to win at WBSM.com or on the app. Uh, Tim in New Bedford says, what about Lizzie's Liquors in Westport? How does the owner of the Bed and Breakfast feel about that? It's obviously a play on Lizzie Borden, and it is. I know the, I know the owner. Uh, and it is a play on Lizzie Borden, except for the fact that it's also her name. So, you know, she, she, she knows that people are going to gravitate towards something that's called Lizzie's because of the area, but her name is also Lizzie. So <laughs> if, if, the, if there was anything that was to come about of that, um, that would get shut down pretty quickly by any judge because it's actually her name. But she did, you know, she's told me before, of course people are going to associate it with Lizzie Borden. Uh, and they, you know, that's the, it's the area that you're in, but it, it, it is also the owner's name. Uh, and then also Jess in a cushion, it says, so anything Lizzie Borden always intrigues me. When you mentioned the family murders prior to the Lizzie Borden massacre, I was like, thank you, because most people have no idea. Now I thought it took place in the same house, so I was going with Amityville vibe, but it was a house nearby. Hmm, the last time I went on the tour, probably 10 plus years ago with friends, was when we went upstairs to the maid's room. Me and my best friend stood on opposite sides of the room with slanted ceiling near the rocking chair, and I started to feel nauseous and just not right. I feel that all the time in that room. When we walked out of the room, my best friend made the comment that she didn't feel so good either, which freaked me out a little bit. Years later, one of those paranormal shows went there, and I forget the name, but when the crew all felt sick and then the father's spirit energy got so angry with the crew, they had to stop filming because of their safety. Oh, my God. That was it for me. I'm convinced something demonic is connected to that house. Did you ever hear anything happen? Did you ever have anything happen to you there? Um, Jess, in a question, I will ask you, send me a Facebook message if you can. And I can send you, because I can't send videos and, and audio over the app chat, but send me a Facebook message or an email. And I can share with you some of the stuff that we've gotten there. But I've had lots of experiences like that over the years. Uh, let me take a quick phone call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Let me get this straight now. You think it's a good idea what that man did with that coffee shop? Sure. Okay. That was the poorest judgment call I've ever heard. The guy wants to sell coffee, and he's going to put his shop right next door to old Lizzie's house. You can't see through that, that he's going to be uh, working off of them, too? Come on. He could have had his coffee shop further up the street somewhere. What, what difference does it make? It's as plain as the nose on your face why he did that, knowing he's probably going to make more money. What if you open what are you up in business? What are you in business for? Why does it have to be right near the name Lizzie? Come on. Why Come can't on it now. be? Listen, what if you all of a sudden decided you wanted to open up some kind of a business and you're going to call it Spooky South Coast, where people can go in, they, you could sell videos of people who have uh, filmed ghosts in their kitchen and whatever, well, whatever but, business you have. And I come along, and I'm going to open up a fortune-telling shop right next door to your door, working off all in that area. Now, it's ghosts on one side, spirits on the other side. But the, the I difference... Think, I don't think it's a nice thing to do. I, the I difference don't. is Spooky South Coast is a brand name that I created on my own. Whereas Lizzie Borden is a historical figure that is associated with Fall River. It's like if you opened up George's Cafe near Mount Vernon and then somebody came up and opened up, you know, George's Liquor Store right next door. You can't say, well, you can't call it after George Washington. It's Mount Vernon. That's what you're known no, for. That was a bad idea what he did. And he had the nerve to talk to you on the phone and everybody heard everything. And he's trying to explain why he did that, why he had the right to do it. 
Give me a break. That was a nasty thing to do. Sorry. I think you are in the minority with that opinion. I'm in the minority. I'm minority with it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not, not enough people call in to get a good number on this. Well, I mean, if you go to the Facebook page for Fall River Reporter under their story, see the way that people have reacted to the story, well, and you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a pulse of I, what people I, think. I have a lot of things to say about the Lizzie Borden house, too, that when I had gone there and we couldn't bring cameras in, and they wouldn't let us into the cellar. I understand they let you in the cellar now, but we couldn't get in there. We had to leave the same door we came in, go back to our cars, and bring our cameras back into the cars. Why can't we take pictures over there? It wasn't because I was going to make money off pictures. It's just it's I their rules for it's their rules for the tour. A lot of tours uh, do the same thing. Okay, well I don't. I, he has the right to have his coffee shop there and to name it Lizzie on top of it. You can't see that, Mister Weisberg, right? Oh, I see. I see, see it. I see it. I just don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think there's plenty wrong with it. I think it was a nasty thing to do. All right. Well, I got to hold you there because I got to go to the news. But thank you for the call. Have a great day. You as well. And we'll take more of your calls in a moment. But right now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Federal prosecutors are pushing back against Hunter Biden's lawyers. The lawyers for the president's son claim this week federal prosecutors were nagged on the plea agreement that recently fell apart. In a court filing on Tuesday, prosecutors fired back and said Biden's lawyers were being, quote, misleading and should have fully understood the terms of the plea deal before walking into court. The New York City Council is holding an oversight hearing <coughs> today. Excuse me, on congestion pricing and the MTA's fiscal future. The Council's Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure will grill New York City Transit President Richard Davey and the MTA CFO Jai Patel on how the MTA plans to implement its controversial plan to sell drivers to a toll on, to enter Manhattan below 60th Street. An investigation continues after two men were shot outside of a funeral home on Chicago's south side. The owner of Leak and Sons Funeral Home is very upset about the incident. See that name? That's my name on that building. And when things like that happen in front of my place, that affects my name. Police say the shooting happened yesterday outside the funeral home on South Cottage Grove Avenue. A funeral was being held for an 18-year-old shooting victim when someone in a vehicle opened fire, hitting two men standing near the sidewalk. Both victims were sent to the hospital in critical condition. No arrests have been made. And researchers say they've been able to reproduce a song from the brainwaves of people who listen to it. The brainwaves were recorded from 29 epileptic patients back in 2012 and 2013 who listened to Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall Part 1. Scientists used electrodes in the brains of the patients to monitor activity and years later started feeding the data into a computer. Eventually, the algorithm got smart enough to use the data to reproduce a recording of the song they heard. Scientists hope it will help lead to advances in communicating with nonverbal patients. The results were published Tuesday in the journal PLOS Biology. In sports, the Boston Red Sox lost to the Washington Nationals last night 6-2. The two have one more game in their series today at 4.05 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
Another cloudy and dreary day for us, almost like what we saw yesterday. The humidity level is still on the rise. A few spot showers will be around the area. We'll be seeing a high near 77 degrees. Overnight tonight will be cloudy and humid with a few spot showers. Low of 69. And for tomorrow, two rounds of rain moving in with the afternoon being much heavier with thunderstorms moving in high of 80 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It is currently six. 69 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. WBSM. And it is uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and be heard. You can also send app chat messages and open line voicemails via the WBSM app. Uh, uh, That's a great song by Sting all this time. Great imagery in that song. Uh, To me, it reads, you know, like a, an old English poet. Uh, Or maybe, you know what? Maybe more like Keats. Maybe more like, maybe more like Yeats. But it's a it's a great song, and for people who said, you know, when his time with the police, oh, he just he just says the same thing over and over again in every song. That was a song where the imagery was was very deep, and uh, it struck me. I remember when I the first time I heard that song, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this song, and it's been one of my favorites ever since. But all this time is a song, but it's also all this time that you know that the butcher shop has been the place to go to in New Bedford because the Pinaretta family has been running it for years and they are committed to giving you the best shop in New Bedford. So when you go in there, yes, you can get all the things you would expect to find in a butcher shop, all of the great quality meats. And I'm talking like better quality than you find in the supermarkets. I'm talking about cutting the meat the way that you want to serve it up at home, the way that you want to grill it up or cook it up or have it ready for your family, they will slice it as you need it. And the good thing about the butcher shop too is with it being so personal and so customizable, you can explore new ideas and new ways of preparing food. They'll they'll tell you all about it because they prepare food themselves there every day. They've got hot food ready to go. You want to stop in and get a quick lunch. They've got something right there for you to take out. All kinds of options. And they've been doing all of that for so many years that they know every possible way to prepare all the great meats that they have at the butcher shop. So you can go in and get the celebrity pork chops. You can get the Terrace Major. You can get chicken. You can get their homemade sausage. You can get some fish. They have the, the, the codfish there, the buckyow that everybody loves. They have that right there for you. They have a giant lobster tank with lobsters that will, I mean, they'll rip your head off. Yeah, don't stick your hand in that tank. 
They're that big. They're, they're, they're that big. And they're delicious. And plus, they have the basement where you can get all of the beer and wine that you need. The wine selection there is incredible. I've never seen anything like it around here. And, of course, they've got the cheese fridge. They've got all kinds of regular everyday items on the shelves that you may need. They've even got soccer balls. So if you're going to go pop over to one of the fields and, and kick around a soccer ball and you need a ball, they've got it there for you. And as Eric always says, if we don't have it, just ask. We'll get it for you. That's the level of commitment to service they have at the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop on by. Pick yourself up some meat to take home and grill up later. Pick yourself up something to eat for lunch. They've got everything there, and it is all delicious. All right, 508-996-0500. That's our number. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. Um, just calling to remind people to go to the city council meeting tonight at 7 uh, to hear uh, about what the city council is going to do or not do um, about having a charter commission that... Uh, would further um, could further the uh, term limits that 2,700 plus of us signed the petition for, as well as uh, look at lots of any other issues that uh, on the charter that people, you know, uh, think should be changed. Um, and we. Sp- oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I know that you said uh, yesterday that you talked to Councillor Carney about this. She's the one that filed the motion to have this discussed. Have you have yes. you spoken with any other councillors to get their temperature of where they might vote on this issue? No, um, no, uh, haven't haven't seen anyone. Haven't called or emailed anyone. No one's tried to reach us. The only person who has was uh, Councillor Carney. So, what would be your expectation when that motion is presented tonight? I think they're going to try to bury it. I think they're going to try to move it to committee or charter rule. Uh, But we'll see. And if they do, uh, there is still there is still a couple more ways to (coughs) further this cause, which uh, we'll talk about after if it happens. But, but that's also the reason why it's so important for people who believe that we need a charter review and to, to have this, you know, put into place for them to show up and show support for that. Because when they're all standing there or all sitting there in the council chambers, that's that's pressure on the councillors to, to, to maybe look at this in a different way. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And pay attention to who says what about this uh, when the, it comes up uh, tonight. And also who says absolutely nothing which I suspect some will do, too. Um, I did, Paul and I did speak with a, a woman from Medford, Mass., whose, uh, her city is, uh, it's interesting. There are some similarities uh, with things that have happened and the way people have behaved, and there's some differences. Well, right now, the mayor that they have appointed a committee uh, to do a uh, charter review, and this person that we spoke with is, is on that committee. So it's um, interesting, and she and I will keep in touch, and uh, maybe we can expand uh, finding out who who else, what other cities are in the midst of doing this. But people want this for all sorts of reasons. Uh, you know, the charter review... Uh, and like I said, the term limits is one uh, issue that I think should come up with a charter review, which I think is one of the reasons why people don't want it on the city council or the mayor. <laughs> but um, 
but there are other issues as well. For example, I found out that this woman in Medford says that people can speak at the city council meetings there, as we cannot. Yeah, I mean, lots of municipalities have that have that option. They usually have a public comment period at the beginning of meetings. Yeah, and we don't have that, so that could change too, which may be another reason why city councils don't want it, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if you believe in anything that you've wanted to see implemented that would take a charter change to have happen, this is the meeting to come out to. Because even if you want something like, um, you know, one of the uh, discussions recently was about having a recall for the mayor. Yes. Now that yes. there's a four-year term. So if you believe in that, come on out for this, too. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Well, I hope that it all goes well, and uh, I hope that it's. <laughs> I hope that it goes smoothly. There's a lot of items on the agenda, so... Uh, I know, but, you know, somebody told me they're housekeeping so that they probably uh, won't take that long. Yeah, uh, a lot of, we'll a lot of appointments and things that are just going to be pushed through and, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right, well, good luck tonight. All right, talk, talk to, to you soon. Talk okay. to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. And if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. I know that, you know, Councillor Gomes filed the motion about having the... Uh, all the all the players involved in, in UMass Dartmouth moving out of the Star Store, he had filed a motion to have that meeting happen, to, to, to get everybody together to figure out if there's a way to keep the College of Visual and Performing Arts in the Star Store building. That motion, he wrote that up and filed that motion immediately after hearing about this uh, earlier this week. And in the time since, we've kind of found out really the true story behind that as to why that's happening. So I think that you might not have a, a large portion of people that want to see, you know, the, the, the people involved in the arts community downtown, the people downtown that have wanted to see the Star Store stay a UMass Dartmouth campus. I don't know if they're going to show up for this meeting to, to show support for that just because it looks like while Councillor Gomes' heart was in the right place, it looks like UMass Dartmouth's decision was not to do this long before they didn't get the the budget for it. So I think that you just probably won't see uh, as much turnout related to that. And looking at some of the other items that are on the agenda, I don't know how many of them are really going to draw people out. So if you go down, down to the city council meeting tonight and you see a large portion of people there, you got to assume that they're, they're pushing for that charter review. All right. I got to take a break. We can still take your phone calls, 508-996-0500. Don't forget that uh, Chris and Marcus will be in with South Coast now coming up after me, and they'll take your phone calls as well. And then Barry is back. He'll be back this afternoon after uh, the Bill O'Reilly report. And then, of course, we have Howie Carr and Jessica Machado with South Coast tonight. But right now, I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. So just how far down do you want to go? Well, we could talk it out over a cup of joe And you could look deep into my eyes Like I was a supermodel Uh-huh Trust will say nothing to no one, know how we bust and never crack a smile or flinch or cry for nobody.
little bit familiar. It's the same band that did the theme to King of the Hill. And kind of similar, you know, instrumentation. That's the refreshments with Banditos. How often, I mean, can you get more peak 90s than that? You have a song that references Captain Jean-Luc Picard that talks about people being stupid and is the same band that did the King of the Hill theme song. It's it's peak 90s right there. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. This Lizzie Borden uh, coffee, well, Miss Lizzie's coffee controversy, I think is something that will... Uh, not be going away. I think Maddie over at Fun 107 is working on a story that we'll, we'll also have at WBSM.com. But the, how far can it go? How far can it go? How far do you think this will, because it doesn't sound like Joe Pereira plans on backing down. As he was saying, he talked to lawyers and they said that what he was doing was fine. And I haven't seen anything, any documentation that proves otherwise from the Lizzie Borden house. Just saying it's my intellectual property doesn't make it your intellectual property. And the definition of intellectual property, supposedly the definition, I mean, it depends on where you're looking, but it has to be something that you've created. Now, we've learned in the modern world that that's not the case. I mean, if you look at uh, Marvel, Star Wars... Those are now the intellectual property of Disney, but they didn't create them. They bought those rights. But it was when Steve called in earlier, he mentioned, you know, you have to put what you're going to use that for. And so what was the use for any Lizzie Borden intellectual property registration? The one that was shared around online from people saying, oh, look, here it is, referenced video games. So what, what is, and that's what it seemed to have been for. Video games, mugs, things like that. From my understanding, and again, I'm not a lawyer, and the lawyer who was here just left the room, but I don't think this is his area of expertise. Uh, the photos of Lizzie Borden are in the public domain. They were taken pre-1926. So they're in the public domain. So anybody can take a Lizzie Borden photo and slap it on a t-shirt or a mug or any of those things. Because nobody copyrighted it and, and, and patented it and trademarked it and all that stuff until it became a business in the modern era. Had there been a copyright on it from pre you know, from nineteen twenty six on, then yeah, you would have said, Okay, somebody has copyrighted this. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what the legal leg is to stand on. And we haven't seen proof of what that is. So I think if, if the strategy is if I just yell loud enough, eventually somebody will hear me and believe me, it doesn't sound like Joe Pereira is going to go for that. And then so you say, okay, it can't be Miss Lizzie's coffee. Well, then where does that stop? Could it be 40 Wax coffee? Could it be Borden coffee? I mean, as it is now, it's just Lizzie. It's not Borden. So, I don't know. It's, it's something definitely worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Wailing City Wench in New Bedford says, love the refreshments music. See, there's another refreshments fan.
I haven't heard a lot of their stuff, but everything that I've heard is great energy, great fun, tongue in cheek. Definitely worth a listen if you if you uh, haven't heard it before. And they just told it like it is, right? Everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. <laughs> 508-996-0500. I do have to take my final break of the morning. Back in a few moments. For this morning, but I will direct you one more time to WBSM.com and the WBSM app. If you are a fan of the music of Sam Hunt, if you are a country music fan and you want to go see Sam Hunt, he is performing at the MGM Music Hall at Fenway on Saturday, August 26th. If you would like to enter to win to go see him, you can do so at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. All you have to do is go in there and enter in all your information, and we will pick winners from that pool of entrance. So we have a couple pairs of tickets to give away. Thanks to our friends at Live Nation. And uh, we are happy to pass those on to you. So if you want to win a pair, go to WBSM.com. You can click in the upper right-hand corner. You'll see the little story about it. You'll see in the What's Hot bar at the top, it says uh, Win Sam Hunt Tickets there. If you open up the app, there's a button there in the middle that says Win Sam Hunt Tickets. So uh, all of those ways, any one of them, no matter which way you go, it all brings you to the same place where you can enter in your information, and then we will select our winners, uh, which uh, I think we'll be selecting them all by Friday. So I'll select a winner today, and then uh, we'll select tomorrow, whatever we have left for tickets. We'll blow them out because we want to make sure that you get a chance to go to these concerts and we've got a lot more contest planned for you coming up in the coming weeks, including something huge. But I can't say anything more about that right now. So uh, that'll do 